the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When was the last time you laughed so hard that your stomach hurt or, or smiled so much that your face started to ache? Every now and then, I get so busy with the daily affairs of life that I stop having fun. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 tells us, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to weep and a time to laugh. Here are three simple ways you can put fun back into your life. Number one, laugh at yourself. If you're willing to laugh at yourself, you'll never run out of material. Number two, enjoy the little moments and the little things. It's the little things that really add up to the big things. Number three, try new things. It's true that variety is the spice of life. You know, studies show that laughter can help improve our moods, strengthen our immune systems, and even help us cope with life's stressors. As serious as life can get, to stay healthy, we must remember, it's he who laughs that lasts. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. That's gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big. Welcome to Live Big with Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teachings at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Let's get into today's message. And then he said, uh, uh, and let down your net. So go into the deep and let down your net for a what? Catch. But Simon answered, and this is why I said what I said earlier. He said, Master, we have toiled. We have worked all night. Now the word translated toiled here literally means to work to the point of exhaustion. So he was saying, listen, Jesus, I, I hear you, but I'm done. Um, I, 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 I am mentally drained. I am emotionally spent. I have nothing left. And uh, any of you, by the way, ever, ever been in a situation like this? This is where they were. And Jesus didn't back up and say, okay, you're, you're tired. I, 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 I'll leave you alone. Be- because here's the principle. An arrow cannot uh, shoot forward without first being pulled back. And our setbacks are simply platforms typically that God uh, creates for our comeback. So, you know, they were being set up. God was trying to show them, now, you, you weren't successful in your own strength, but let me show you what it's going to be like when you do it in my strength. And here's the deal. You may have failed. You, you may, things may not have worked out for you, but perhaps you were doing it in your own strength. And God's saying, listen, uh, it's not that you were doing a bad thing. You were just doing it uh, out of the, the, the wrong energy and, and, and in your own strength. 
Um, and God was about to show them, hey, guys, when you start doing it based on my word, not just based on uh, patterns and traditions, et cetera, you're going to find success like you never, ever uh, imagined. And Peter said to him, master, now, this was, uh, you know, probably the primary thing that Peter got right. He still called him master. And when you worked hard, I mean, you did your part. I mean, you, 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 you put in your time. I mean, you, you, have done what, what, what anyone could have expected from you. And, 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 and things, you know, haven't worked out the way you thought. Here's a question. Can you still call him master? And Peter, despite what happened the night before, despite the disappointment, the discouragement, he had a family to feed. This was not, you know, fishing because it was a hobby. This was important to him and his family and the community that received fish from Peter. But in the midst of the disappointment, he still called him master. In the midst of your disappointment, can you, will you still call him master? Master, we have toiled all night. And I know these waters. Listen, we're not lazy. We were out there all night. We've been doing this since we were children. And we have caught nothing. But the next word is the most important word in this entire narrative. It's nevertheless. Despite what happened yesterday, Lord, I'm willing to trust you today. Despite the fact, Lord, that, you know, I was disappointed, despite the fact that I'm tired and I'm, 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 I'm weary. Lord, despite the fact things in the past have not worked out the way I planned. Nevertheless, here's a question. What's the point of living in the past, living in your last night when you've already been there? And Jesus was giving them an opportunity to totally transform last night's outcome. But again, opportunities often addressed in overalls and look like work. Nevertheless, at your word. Man, this is, this is powerful stuff. Peter saying, Lord, if you say so, I know what my better judgment says. I know what I just experienced. But Lord, if you say so, that's all that matters. And you got to get to the place of Peter. Lord, if you say so, I recognize, you know, uh, uh, God say, I, I recognize what, what you've been through. I recognize what you feel. But I'm still God. And we got to get to the place, Lord, if you say so, that's all that matters. Lord, I'm going to do it even if I got to do it again. If I have to step on all my feelings to do it again, Lord, I will step in and I will do it. Because what did he say? He said, nevertheless, at your word, I what? I will. What happened next was a result of Peter's will. And what happens next in your life is going to be a result of a choice you make in a moment like this. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. What you don't understand is that letting down the net was a big deal because every time they let down the net, they had to clean it because you get seaweed in it. You get all types of unclean fish, all different types of stuff in the net. So this was not just a matter of them, you know, lightly saying, well, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. They had just cleaned the nets 
So if it didn't work, they would have to clean the nets again. And it sometimes took hours to clean these nets. You had to pick through them and it was the worst part of the day. It's not something that a fisherman looked forward to. He said, I will let down what? The net. Peter didn't say, well, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to go and pray about it. And a lot of times that's an excuse. You know, I'm going to go pray about it. No, he did it. He let down the net. And when push comes to shove, are you going to follow what, 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 what God has said or last night's disappointment? Are you going to take the risk of uh, moving on or, or accept the misery of, of staying the same and staying in the same place? The only reason Peter got out of this mess was because he took the risk to trust God again. And when they had gone, oh, sorry. And when they had done this, sorry, they caught a great, listen, they know the waters, the waters, it was empty. So we know this is a miracle. And by the way, you don't fish in the daytime, you fish at night because the fish see the nets and and uh, the best time to fish is at nighttime. So, I mean, this is a, a double whammy. You know, they fished the waters and proved that uh, there weren't fish there. And the second, they go at the most inopportune time. So, uh, you know, this is like a double blind situation, if you will. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And watch this. And their nets were breaking. Sometimes you have to forget all the reasons why it didn't work. And begin to, to, to believe the one reason it will this time. So that's what they did. They signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. God wants to do something so big in your life, so big in this church, so big in your family that it impacts every single person you're associated with. And by the way, it matters who you partner with in life. So because they were partners, Peter and Andrew signaled, and actually James and John were their partners. So what's, what, what happened impacted four of the upcoming disciples and gave them a vision of what God could do in a life. And the challenge is many of our vision of what God can do is so small. All we think God can do is kind of anoint us or we can sense his presence a little bit while we're worshiping. All God can do is maybe sometimes give us a, 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 a kind of a minor word to, to slightly encourage us. No, let me tell you something. God, God, God can, can have us start businesses. God can have us uh, uh, take some of the greatest seats of power. God, God can, can, can have us, uh, uh, you know, despite our sickness, he, he, can, he can turn us into people of health. We, we limit God. We're we making this little tiny God. And that's why a lot of folks don't come to church, don't understand church, because they, they see God so small. But when you begin to see how big God is, you, you're one of the first to break through the doors. You're, 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 matter of fact, waiting for the message today, even before, you know, the, the, the announcements and the worship songs come, because you are ready and hungry, because there's a big God about to talk to you, and he's about to say some things that are going to give you a bigger and a stronger and better life. It says, and they, they came to to help them, and watch this, they filled both boats. Not just Peter and Andrew's boat, but also Peter and John's boat. That's why it matters who you're associated with, because the anointing on their life gets on your life, but also the mess sometimes on other people's lives can get on your 
life. But here, because of the partnership, the affiliation, the connection, and the fact that they, and we could preach about this probably for about an hour, they recognized James and, I'm sorry, uh, Peter and Andrew's signal that they, 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 they came. And they came and filled both boats, both boats. It's so important. I, I'm so disgusted sometimes going to churches where the pastor's the only one doing well. That's not what, it, that's not God's plan at all. Um, it filled, they filled both boats so that both began to what? Sink. So what God was doing for Peter and Andrew, he also did for James and John. So listen, what God is doing in, in, in my life and in the life of people around you, he wants to do in your life. Yeah, it's going to have a, a specific signature and a certain fingerprint because you're unique and God's going to do it with you in, in a way that, that pleases him. But the bottom line is, is not where, you know, we're not in a situation where some people get blessed and others don't. That's not God's heart or his mind. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to what? Sink. God wants to give us, listen to me, boat sinking results. But first, you need to break the paralysis, pay attention to me, due to what happened last time. And please, please don't mishear me. The purpose, by the way, of this uh, boat sinking catch of fish was the position uh, Peter and Andrew, in a couple of moments, we'll see that, to leave their families and go into ministry. So when they went and sold all those, those fish, it actually provided for their family while they went and followed Jesus. So God's not just blessing us so we can fill our lusts. He's blessing us ultimately for a purpose. But again, and they came and filled both boats so that both boats began to sink. The last time you were hurt. Last time, maybe you failed. Last time, maybe you were disappointed. Last time, things did not work out the way you wanted to. But when you let Jesus become the captain of your ship, next time doesn't have to look like last time. And this is what Jesus is trying to tell you. Let, let, let me in your boat. Let me in your situation. Begin to do what I say. Follow me. Let me be your strength. Obey me and watch what I do. I will do, man, I will absolutely blow your mind with what I do in your life. If you would just, just, just let me stop second guessing me. Stop arguing with me. Acting like I don't know your situation so deep that, 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 that no one else can, can understand. I'm God. And besides me, there's none other. I have the answer to every single problem. Your problem is not too hard for God. When Simon Peter saw it, he saw the fish. That's what he, all these fish, they're, they're almost, they're, the boat's almost taken on water. When he saw it, he fell down. Now, the Greek here is actually said, is communicating he fell down on his face. So, you know, at first he was kind of trying to pacify the carpenter. It's like, okay, you know, I, you are who you, you are and uh, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Do it, But I don't really think, based on his reaction, that he really believed it would work or he didn't believe it would work to this level. And by the way, I'm standing here today because I have been just like Peter at times. I've kind of pacified the Lord. I kind of, you know, did what, what the Lord was putting on my heart just to kind of, uh, you know, uh, pass, uh, pacify him a little bit and just, you know, get him off my back. 
But, but what's amazing is, is guess what God has done? The only reason I'm standing here today is because of moments like that where God has absolutely blown my mind. And God wants to absolutely blow your mind. When Simon Peter saw it, all these fish. Now, by the way, God spoke to him in a language he understood. He might not have understood money. He might not have understood a lot about carpentry and building. But he understood fish. And he understood lakes. And he knew that that, that, that type of catch of fish was not in that lake. So Jesus spoke to him in a language he understood. He spoke to him with fish. And when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. That's why he's upset because he knows he didn't really believe it. Depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. So here's Peter in this, this ton of fish in his boat. And I think the tail of each fish is smacking him saying, man, you know, uh, dummy, why, why didn't you believe? You know, uh, you know, I, I, we, we have three ounce brains and we believe we obeyed God and you have this three pound brain and, and you have questions about God's ability. And, and Peter is like, yeah, you know, and even again, like I said, if, even if Peter thought he might catch a few fish, he didn't believe something like that can happen. Please pay attention to what I'm saying. You might be thinking, you know, yeah, God could do some things and, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm with God on that, but you don't really believe that God can almost sink your boat. God can bless you in a way that you almost can't handle it if you just trust him and let him. For he and all who were with him, so it wasn't just Peter and Andrew, it was also James and John. And for all I know, his, their, their fathers could have been in the boat, and that's what it seems to be the case from other scriptures. For he and all who were with him were astonished, this is what God wants to do, at the catch of fish. Stop trying to figure everything out. God will amaze you when you just obey him. And sometimes I just want to keep reiterating. I can't say I had all the faith in the world, but I did have enough faith to take the step. And when I took the step, God showed up in an amazing way. By the way, the reason I'm married today is I took a step of faith, trusted God that that beautiful woman would look at me and see some value. I took though a step. I couldn't say I really believed it. But guess what God did? And Jesus said to Simon, so Simon's at his knees. Actually, he's at his knees, but also on his face. He's, you know, a lot of things are going on there. He looked at Peter and said, do not, or Simon, Simon Peter, same person, do not be afraid. Now, here's the deal. God wants to bless you until it scares you. God wants to overwhelm you with his goodness. He said, don't be afraid, man. This is your new normal. This is what, this is the life I've called you to. But I've called you also to a higher life. You know, you were messing around with fish, but in a moment, it's going to be all about men. Watch what he said. From now on, you will catch men. So the miracle that Jesus did with the fish was all designed to cast a vision for what God wanted to do through Peter, James, and, and John, and Andrew with people in the future. And here's what I want to tell you. Please pay attention to me. If your vision doesn't scare you, if your vision at times doesn't frustrate you, if your vision uh, doesn't, doesn't challenge you, 
It is not God's vision. And I felt while I was preparing for today's message, God was saying, Derek, in your heart, you need to go big or go home. Derek, you, you, you need to start believing me. Those things that you keep pushing out of your mind saying, well, no, God can never do that or, or I can never do that or whatever. Saying, Derek, you need to push all that. You need to go big or go home. But it, it's almost a threat. It's like, listen, dude, if you're not going to do what I want you to do down there, I might as well take you you're home. That's not exactly what he's saying. But he's saying, go big or go home. And God's saying, you know, I'm a big God. Why these little dreams? Why these little aspirations? Why is it that God can only heal your headache and not your cancer? Why is it that God can pay your rent bill, but, but he, 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 he can't uh, get you adequate transportation, you know, to and fro uh, from work? Uh, why is it that God's not big enough uh, to bring right people uh, in your life? If, if you look, why are we believing God for such small things? God's saying, would you, would you start to look at me and began to ask things commensurate to my glory, not to your ability. You're not God here. You know, if it's commensurate to my ability, yeah, keep it small. But if it's commensurate to his ability, we need to go big or stop playing church. And God is saying to each of us, go big. Start believing for the big thing that God has put on your heart. I'm not talking about you manufacturing something and then expecting God to bless it. I'm talking about those dreams, those visions, those goals that God has placed in your heart. That you keep pushing aside, saying it can't be not for me. God is saying the devil's a liar and you need to stop letting him lie so much in, in your brain. Peter had to make a choice. He said, I will let down the nets. He had to make a choice. Likewise, today, God is saying, make a choice. Begin to believe that I'm a big God, that I could do big, mighty, and great things through your life, even your life. I know you're not uh, in seminary. I know that you're not in rabbinical school. I know you're just a fisherman. But I can use you again. Like I said earlier, God never calls the, the, the qualified. He qualifies the called. So you may not have what it takes. And that's why it's wonderful, because when it gets done, God will get all the glory and not you. So when they had brought their boats to land, watch what happened. God gave these boys so big a vision, so compelling a vision for their lives, that they couldn't pass it up. So when they had brought the boats to land, these men, all four of them, forsook all and followed Jesus. What I want you to see today is God is offering you. He's the same God. Just like he offered this opportunity to James, John, uh, Peter, and Andrew. God is offering you an opportunity today, but you got to launch out into the deep. You got to do more than just pray about it. You got to do it. Do it. You got to take the risk of putting down those nets and uh, having to do work if it doesn't work out. But, but, but here's the deal. If you will, what, what did he say earlier? He said, follow me and I will make you. If you begin to put him first. If you really begin to follow him, I'm not talking about following church. I'm not talking about following religion. I'm not talking about following a man. But if you would follow him, he will make you into more than you ever imagined. I know in my own life, man, what, what God has done on the inside of me, I'm not talking about even anything around me, is more than I could ever imagine. A guy who was secretly kind of afraid of his own shadow 
a guy afraid to speak up, a, a, a guy that uh, was withdrawn, a guy that had all types of issues. God has made me into something I could never imagine. I'm not scared of nobody. Now, y'all are scary and everything, but put me in the corner, you know, me and you're going to go uh, because I'm not scared of you. But that's something God has done in my life. Follow me and I will make you. And God is saying, what is your issue? What, what is, is that area of your life you think you can never get past, you can never get beyond? God said, follow me and I will make you into exactly what you need to be, whatever that is. So these disciples, when they got a vision of a big God, they left all and followed him. The reason you haven't left all, the reason you're still playing around with silliness and, and stupidity and stuff you know is wrong and, and it's killing you because you don't have a vision of a big God. And my prayer today is that through reading these passages, you get a revelation that God is a big God. Matter of fact, I said A, but he is the big God. He is the only God. Everything that is was created by him. Every possibility that could possibly be obtained, God made possible. So we are not worshiping a God this size. So when you begin to believe for 2021, you need to believe big. Believe that God could do some big things on the inside of you. That God could transform issues that have been, you know, you worked on it, you know, with a psychologist, you worked on it, you know, read a couple books and tried to fix it, but it didn't work. And, and you know what, you know, you, you worked all night trying to, to, to fix this thing. It didn't work. And God's saying, listen, this time you're going to do it in my strength. This time, the results are going to be like no other time. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Rear. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.